During this season, we've been exploring the various constructs of personal and organizational change. Throughout our lives, we plan for the future and make the necessary changes to achieve our aspirations. But along the way, we may discover alternate opportunities or perhaps macro trends disrupt our original plans. And given the frequency and accelerated pace of change, we'll need to continuously evaluate the path we've taken to reach our goals. In this episode, I'm joined by Tiffany Hines, Associate Provost for Student Engagement and Development at New York Institute of Technology, to discuss how universities serve as a dynamic environment that exposes individuals to diverse experiences, challenges, and opportunities. Through this experience, students develop skills and qualities such as adaptability, critical thinking, and resilience, which play a crucial role in preparing them to effectively manage change in their personal and professional lives. We'll discuss how NYIT is continually evaluating its programs to support their students and finding opportunities for growth beyond academic achievement. Tiffany, welcome to our podcast series. Thank you so much, John, and thank you to New York Tech for allowing me to participate in this podcast. Well, it's wonderful having you join us. To get things started, tell our audience about yourself and tell us about the journey that led you to become the Associate Provost for Student Engagement and Development at New York Tech. Thank you, John. So I was born and raised in Harlem, um, New York City. I currently reside in Westchester County, New York. I am a first-generation college student that attended the College of New Rochelle. For undergrad, I went to CUNY Baruch College for my Master of Science degree in Industrial Organizational Psych. I obtained a Master of Education degree from the Teachers College of Columbia University, and I'm currently a doctoral candidate at Northeastern University. I landed in student affairs in higher education based on the amazing support and leadership that I had from my vice president of student affairs at my undergraduate alma mater at the College of New Rochelle. He had a transformational and charismatic leadership style, and I noticed that when students walked in her office, they would be in distress. And when they walked out, they were smiling and ready to go about their day. <laughs> and I inquired with her, you know, about her career. And I became involved in student government while I was a student. Once I graduated, that vice president offered me to come back to work there. And that's where this career took off in student affairs. So I went from working primarily in student activities and student leadership in higher ed to then transitioning into working directly with the president of the university as her um, board assistant. And then I transitioned back to being dean of students. And then now here I am as associate provost for student engagement here at Tech. It's been an interesting journey, exciting one. This is that career where you don't sleep, but you're doing it all for the support of the students. And for me, it's I'm giving back what was given to me. Now I'm giving it back to thousands of students and making sure that they enjoy their college experience and that it prepares them fully for their career. That's wonderful, Tiffany. So it's a little nebulous for me. What exactly is the role of the Provost for Student Engagement and Development at New York Tech? Okay, so this role entails working very closely with our Office of Student Life, as well as our Office of Career Success and Experiential Education, and we have a higher education opportunity program at our New York City campus. So I'm working closely with these offices to coordinate student supports and resources and events, making sure that all students feel safe, that they feel comfortable, that they're enjoying their time here at Tech, but that we're also complementing what they're learning in the classroom. So it's a lot of that career preparation, making sure that they're aware and know about the importance of being involved as student leaders on campus, but also if they can't be a student leader, that they're also just participating in some of the events and workshops and things that are offered to them because that will help them be a more holistic and well-rounded student that'll make them more appealing to um, employers. Yeah. Um, in addition to this responsibility, I, I would handle a lot of our disciplinary and conduct 
students of concern. So if students do have needs or challenges that they're encountering while they're here as students, I help them navigate those challenges. In most cases, it's working directly with the students, but in some cases, we may have interactions with their parents or caregivers to make sure that we're creating an environment where they can flourish here at Tech as students. That's wonderful to hear. You know, one of the things that students are often confronted with is sort of challenges of navigating the college experience. And we're go- they're going through a change. And part of the change we-, we could call intentional change, which involves envisioning the ideal self. Who do you want to be? And then exploring who you are and then creating a roadmap uh, for turning those aspirations into reality. But part of the college experience is also being open to what may be described as a somewhat organic change, where as a way of evolving, where change gradually takes shape, and you embrace new experiences that shape who you wish to become, and they may not look like what you initially intended. How would you say to students to be open to what the college experience will bring you beyond what maybe you thought you were there to begin with? So I think what I would say to students is this is preparation for life. You know, you may have a goal that you're hoping to achieve, but things may happen. Life happens. And so how do you become flexible? How do you become comfortable with being flexible, right? Because sometimes you can be very uncomfortable and then that leads you to a place where you're not progressing. So I would encourage students to give themselves grace, take some time to breathe and realize that everything happens for a reason. You can learn from it. You can choose to grow from it. And then that will help propel you closer and closer to this idea of success that you're trying to get to. Also liken it to when I started college, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to be a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have people sitting on this couch and I'll counsel them through their issues. And what it turned out to be was not that. But I am now involved in environments where I'm able to counsel students, but in a different way and counsel other individuals in a different way. You know, things may not always happen how you think they should but they'll happen in the way in which you may be most productive and most successful and maybe the, the way in which the world needs you most. That's a great statement. And for each of us, any individual, you evolve over time. And sometimes even for myself, I graduated with an undergraduate degree in accounting. And as our company grew, I went from becoming the chief financial officer and vice president of finance. And when I retired, I was senior vice president of marketing and new business development. So it was quite... <laughs> It's quite a turn for me, but after a while, you know, you begin to feel what you're passionate about, what you really love to do. And so allowing yourself that exposure to new experiences will help you grow as a person. And I'm so happy you brought up about the leadership aspect of going to school. You wrote in a message to students, we encourage all New York Tech students to become leaders on campus, join a club or an organization, or start your own. Future employers want to see more than a strong GPA. They want to know you have invested in your campus and can talk about the skills you developed in the process. For students, I hope they realize that for any potential employer, you need to be more than just your grade point average, right? Right. And you mentioned the, the word holistic. Part of, even if you don't get those opportunities on campus, the opportunities that are out there to volunteer, and whether that's any form of charitable work, Uh, perhaps uh, your church or wherever you worship, wherever you are, there are always opportunities for these things. You know, Tiffany, I noted as part of your background, you do a lot of volunteer work and you do a lot of volunteer work. I believe it's for the Archdiocese of New York. And that's something that you're passionate about. Do you think that helped influence you as a leader? Absolutely, John. I learned how to work with different people from all walks of life through these volunteer opportunities. I also learned how important it is to be clear and direct 
about tasks and when you're delegating and also receiving, making sure that you're asking questions. I also learned the value of the gifts that we all have, how impactful that can be on the lives of others and to transform their lives. So I think, you know, a lot of times we're always on that receiving end and being a volunteer, you actually see what you have, how it can help others. And now you become, you know, a giver. That totally transforms how you develop, I think, as a leader too, right? Because leader is not just by title, it's how you act and engage with others. And so I looked at it from a multi standpoint now that I can, you know, kind of look back at my involvement in volunteer work as a high school student, then on to college and graduate school and now in this professional realm. It's gratifying too, you know, to know that you can have gifts and be able to, to, to share that along to make someone else's life a little bit better. That's so well put. Even for myself, you know, when I was evolving within our organization, I had a bit of a leadership role and then I was asked to join the Hopog Industrial Association and eventually I became its president. And it was always rewarding to give back to our community and knowing that we were representing their interests for the public at large. One of the things I want to talk to you about a little bit about your leadership style. How would you describe your, your leadership style? So my leadership style definitely mimics the vice president that I used to work for when I was an undergraduate student. Transformational. I love to encourage whoever I'm working with to make sure that they understand that they can do whatever they set their heart to. So that's definitely one aspect of my style. Being a servant leader, so I always put others first. I never ask them to do something that I wouldn't myself do. I also like to remove obstacles from their way. If there are things that I know that we're trying to accomplish and there's obstacles that I can kind of clear out their way, I'll try to do that for them and kind of set the path the for that. Very participatory. I want everyone to feel as, as though their opinions and their thoughts and ideas matter because they do. And so they do contribute to the larger goal that whatever we're trying to get to. And also want to, in terms of my leadership style, I always want to encourage my colleagues to take initiative. You know, we sometimes don't have to be told what to do if you see there's a need go out there and do it, you know, and then we can assess it later. I'm always about making sure that everyone feels as though they're important because they are and that if I can in any way increase their self-confidence, enhance that and allow them to do things that they love and, and or to discover their passion, I'm all here for that. So that's how I would describe my style. Very approachable. As you can probably tell, John, very energetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to reflect that. Because that motivates people. If you're not passionate and energetic about what you're doing, then how do you expect your team to feel? Right, um, right. Yeah, that's how I describe that. Yeah, being very, <laughs> being very positive, energetic, that, that's somewhat contagious, right? Once people see that you're excited about being with them, they become excited. So I think that's great. I think about this topic of when challenges arise, right? And how do you keep that optimism? And so that's one thing that I do make myself aware of. So my day can never be the same as the day before. I'm often encountered with different things that might come my way and I will sometimes take a moment to just be quiet, analyze what the situation is, so that way I am still being that optimistic leader that I know those around me need. And that can be challenging at times and it can be often burdensome too, right? So how do you balance that with also knowing that that's important for you to be able to achieve the success um, and or resolution on whatever you're working on. I'm happy you brought this up because one of the challenges, and it just so happens that at New York Tech, we have a large population of international students. And for many of them, their college experience is a significant change for them. What is your advice for dealing with the change? And how is New York Tech evolving to meet those challenges? Yeah, John, I mean, change is inevitable, right? And so we encounter it, you said, every day. My advice for my international students is always for them to ask questions 
make sure that they understand what's being presented to them. For some international students, this may also be a time where they're encountering English for the first time or other languages because we're in New York City and being in Long Island in very diverse communities. Making sure that they ask questions for clarity, that they're also open to experience new things because a lot of times, you know, you may come here and you're kind of stuck in your own ways, but there's so much to uncover when you get to a city like New York City or like Long Island. So for them to be open to new things, ways of thinking, we are often from childhood up to adulthood for specific things, but you get to college and let alone a new country, you're going to be exposed to new things. So being able to consider them and to, once again, still ask questions about them, but to get to know a little bit about those areas. To be flexible, once again, that word flexibility comes up again. Right, <laughs> right. flexible, because you never know what could happen, whether it's your flight gets changed on your way coming here, you get here, your class schedule changes, but to know that they can make it through it. That's what New York Tech is here for. So in terms of the resources that we have, we have an international education office, and so they're there to help students navigate all the documentation that they need to make sure that they're here, that they're accessing also maybe city and local resources that are here for international students. Also, we have our Office of Student Life that helps in their acclimation to New York City as well as the university. We have international student receptions and special events for international students to meet each other, but to also meet other students who can help them become comfortable and acclimated to the university and to the city in general. Also, there are other departments like our undergraduate advising department, counseling and wellness, because we know that, you know, once they get here, they might have different types of experiences personally, like imposter syndrome. There might be some feelings of them missing their families and homesickness. So counseling and wellness will help them navigate those types of feelings as well with a host of different programs and events and passive things that they can access on their own time. And I think the most important thing, John, too, is just us being present. So I'm very much an administrator who likes to be at student events. So even if, you know, international students may not want to send an email or may not know how to contact us, they will see staff members at different events where they can personally engage with us and get to know us and be able to answer questions and feel supported in that. I think that's wonderful. I mean, look, we all need support in our lives. Whenever I'm mentoring or speaking to someone who's who's struggling a bit in their career, I always talk about finding that person that will help you. And it's, sometimes it's difficult to make that first step, but reach out, ask for help, find that mentor, find that someone who's a, an expert in something that you don't know, and just be open to ask questions. I'm going to take this beyond now the student life and ask you, what advice do you have for students starting a career or becoming a budding entrepreneur? So my number one tip would be networking is so important. Stepping outside of that comfort zone, if you're not comfortable talking with others, going to our career success and experience or education office and navigating through, you know, working through that because networking and meeting new people, particularly those who might be in your career interest, meeting people in that field, but also doing internships and other things just to get a better understanding of the field and career that you're looking forward to as being an entrepreneur. You also want to make sure that you remember that persistence is key. You may not strike gold right on that first try of starting your business or starting your career, but keep going at it. Keep using the resources around you. So, you know, I love that, you know, we have access to resources even as alums for our students. Because we know that even once they graduate, they may have several career changes. And so you need that type of support and guidance throughout those changes. And then, you know, also several students may experience imposter syndrome as though, you know, they feel like as though they can't do this, whatever that blank may be, right? It could be whatever that job is, whatever that career is, whatever that task is. Um, But knowing that they're there for a reason, they prepared for it, they worked for it through their academic work. 
And so they can go into that workspace with confidence. And once again, ask questions, look for the guidance of your supervisors and peers based on what they tell you, but also how they act. You can learn a lot by, by social cues. So that's what I would tell my students who are either starting a career or looking to become entrepreneurs. I think that's brilliant. And to me, the emphasis on don't be afraid to ask a question. When I would advise our sales reps, as an example, who were going to a conference, and I said, when the speaker ask, does anyone have a question? You should be prepared to ask one. I said, you'll get noticed. Most people come up to you and say, gee, I felt I was going to ask that question, but I was a little timid or I didn't really want to ask. I didn't want to make a spectacle. Well, wait a minute. We're here to communicate with each other. And when someone says, does anyone have questions? Feel free to ask the question and be open. And remember, and I like the way you put that, you prepared for this. This is something now you have to engage with. You were a student, now you're a professional, and you really have to take it to that next level. Yes, John, and in addition to that, acknowledging and recognizing how important their personalities are and just their authentic self, right? Bringing that to the table, that's what the employers or whatever organization or what they're taking on, that's what they're appealed to. And so they should bring all of that when they come to the workplace. Absolutely. This is a question I ask every one of our guests. Tiffany, what one word describes who you are? So that one word would be tenacity. I would describe myself as tenacious. I never give up, particularly as it pertains to advocating for student needs and interests. I always find that it may not be no. It could always be maybe we can't do it this way, but we can do it another way. And in order to meet the needs and interests of students, I would say it also applies in my personal life too. So even, you know, during struggles that I had, you know, growing up, through education and different things and having access to resources and um, wanting to participate in internships and other opportunities. You know, if a door seemed to be closed, I would definitely ask more questions and see, is there any kind of way I can get on this project or any other way we can do this volunteer work? Um, I would never give up. And not in, you know, in in a way that's once again, reflecting that optimism, um, but also in a way that's also showing that I'm passionate about what I'm doing. And so that word describes it um, directly. I love that word. The act of going through a college experience, you have to be tenacious in order to get through it. Because we're learning, we'll make mistakes. But mistakes are those opportunities just to develop and learn more. So be tenacious, and I think that really does reflect who you are. Thank you so much, Tiffany. I really appreciate you being part of our podcast series. Thank you so much, John. It was a pleasure. During our conversation, Tiffany and I discussed the concept of intentional change, which for any student involves envisioning your ideal self and devising a roadmap to turn those aspirations into reality. But as Tiffany points out, life happens. And so we need to become flexible and learn from the experience. As she said, take the time to breathe. Understand that we all encounter obstacles and you'll need strategies and resilience to move forward and grow. We discussed her leadership style, which she felt is most aligned with being a servant leader. According to Robert Greenleaf, the architect of modern leadership theory, the servant leader focuses on primarily the growth and well-being of people and the communities to which they belong. In addition to achieving academic success, Tiffany encourages students to get involved, become involved in campus activities, to volunteer, and seek opportunities to lead. Being a leader is not just a title. It is how we act and engage with others. Such experiences teach us about teamwork and how to work with different people and help understand the importance of diversity. 
Through her own experience, Tiffany learned the importance of clarity and direction in assigning tasks. And when you're delegating, make sure you encourage others to ask questions and be available and open to them. An important observation she made about volunteering was recognizing the value of the gifts that we all have and how impactful that we can be on the lives of others. We discussed how potential employers will take a holistic view of your college experience beyond the grade point average. What activities were you involved in? And they'll want to hear about the skills you developed in the process. Her advice for students starting a career or becoming an entrepreneur included the importance of networking and be prepared to step outside your comfort zone, ask questions, and seek out those who are working in the industry you aspire to be part of and learn from their experience. And a crucial element to being successful is persistence. As she put it, you may not strike gold on the first try of starting your business or career, but keep going at it and keep using the resources around you. And the one word Tiffany used to describe herself is tenacious, to work through life's struggles and remain optimistic. We thank Tiffany for sharing her experiences and valuable insights. This podcast is executive produced by John Rebecca and New York Institute of Technology in conjunction with the School of Management and the Office of Strategic Communications and External Affairs. The Interim Dean of the School of Management and Executive Producer of this podcast is Deborah Cohen. Our Marketing and Social Media Strategist is Petra Shantaraga. And our Audio Editor and Mixer is Brian Falk from Abacus Entertainment. Special thanks to Professor Ellie Schwartz and Victoria Greco for all their support. Until next time.